You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Thank you for joining us for a mindful moment. There's never been a better time to build your mindfulness skills. Mindfulness not only improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, but provides a foundation for remaining calm during stressful challenges and events. Through mindful thoughts and actions, we can do more than just survive life's challenges. We can continue to thrive. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. Working together, we can learn and grow from any experience. So, let's get started. Father's Day and the first day of summer are just days away, and yet another reminder that life does not feel normal. So, maybe it's time to look at what we mean by normal. As an adjective, the definition of normal is conforming to a standard or usual, typical, or expected. As a noun, it's defined as the usual, average, or typical state or condition. Basically, what this tells me is that normal is whatever we decide it is. I think we might be using the wrong word to describe what we want. If normal is the usual, average, or typical state or condition, that implies that external events create whatever is normal at any given time. So normal right now is wearing masks, physical distancing, working virtually, marching in protests, or watching civil unrest around the world on the news. On top of that, We want to avoid the discomfort of looking at our own unconscious biases, and we're tired of worrying about getting sick. If that's normal, we don't really want that. So what we're seeking isn't normalcy, but something that is becoming more akin to nostalgia. We want life to be like it was pre-pandemic. Many want life to be like it was pre-George Floyd. But that's the past, and we can't live in the past. We only live in the present moment. We also can't avoid change. Change happens every day of our lives, and we know we can survive it because we do every day. 
the challenge is doing more than surviving change. It's learning how to embrace it, accept it, and thrive from it. We recently talked about the importance of understanding that change is situational and the transition phases that follow are psychological. The pandemic happened. The murder of George Floyd happened. The protests are still happening. More police killings have occurred in the last two weeks, including Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta. Cities around the globe are talking about defunding police or dismantling police. Cities are reopening, and some just as quickly pulling back as COVID-19 continues to spread and surge. It feels like we're bombarded with change, with life not being normal and facing a lot of uncertainty about who we are, where we'll end up, why we're here, and how everything will turn out. Isn't that what life is really like all of the time? Of course, most of the changes that occur in our lives are not as big as what we're facing over such a short time span, and I think that's what is making most of us feel so unsettled. And in these unusual circumstances, we're going through multiple phases of transition simultaneously. Before we've had a chance to let go of what we've lost, sit for a while in neutral, and then look toward new beginnings, something else changes. It causes many to stay on high alert for the other shoe to drop every day. But that doesn't serve us, and it doesn't support us in serving others. A better approach might be to focus on what we want the new normal to be. We can't decide that for the world, but we can decide for ourselves. We can't do that, however, unless we're centered and calm so that stress hormones aren't flooding us with the urge to act without thinking. In order to adapt to or accept change, we have to utilize two components of our minds. One is the rational side that can analyze, evaluate, and compare. But the rational side of our brains can also overanalyze, overthink, and create problems where none necessarily exist. And this aspect of the brain cannot do one very important thing that we need, which is motivate itself. We need our emotional component of the mind to do that. We need to incorporate love, empathy, compassion, and loyalty to either ourselves or others to get motivated, and those all reside in the house of emotions. But that emotional aspect of our minds also seeks instant gratification, pleasure instead of pain, comfort, and certainty. Consider feeling stressed out and heading for the freezer for that pint of Ben and Jerry's. The rational side of your brain starts telling you why this is not a good idea, that you'll regret the extra calories or the high sugar quantities you're about to consume. The emotional side of the brain says, I don't care. I just want to feel better, period. If that doesn't sound challenging enough, our dueling minds, there's one more factor that comes into play here, and that's self-control. Self-control goes beyond willpower as it's really based on our ability to self-monitor. Unfortunately, both willpower and self-control are exhaustible resources. We don't have an infinite amount. We tend to start the day full if we're well-rested and fairly content, and then it drains out throughout the day. By the end of the day, you may have none left, and that's certainly not good for making decisions or hearing bad news. I just can't take it anymore is a common reaction to anything challenging that occurs late in the day or evening. 
self-control is draining, from coping with fears to controlling our spending to trying to focus on instructions. When people try to change things, they're usually tinkering with behaviors that have become automatic, and changing those behaviors requires careful supervision by the rational part of our brains. The bigger the change, the more it will drain our self-control, so it becomes much clearer as to why we may be feeling tired and worn down at this point. When we exhaust our self-control, what we're really exhausting are the mental muscles needed to think creatively, to focus, to inhibit impulses, and to persist in the face of frustration or failure. We're exhausting precisely the mental muscles needed to make or manage a big change. And this is what makes change feel hard. It's hard because we wear ourselves out. There are several fairly simple steps to take to reduce our exhaustion and regain our self-control. Self-care is at the top of that list, of course. Get plenty of sleep, exercise, eat healthy, at least most of the time. Practice mindfulness and meditation. If you don't want to formally meditate, at least practice breathing exercises. There is much in the world right now that has the potential to upset you, anger you, and frustrate you. And as your days wear on and your self-control diminishes, it's easy to slip into reactionary or harmful behaviors. If you shore up your self-control throughout the day by taking care of yourself, your odds are much better at maintaining some self-control even by the end of the day. Spend some time focusing on what's going well. I've found many aspects of the shutdown that I want to be part of my normal now, including slowing down a little bit, taking more time to appreciate and enjoy aspects of my life that I had let slip to the curb by focusing too much on work. I think there's much good that may come from the protests, and right now, am appreciative and relieved that so many people care and are willing to speak out, which greatly reduced the cynicism that had been brewing internally for me for the past couple of years. What can you shine a light on? Another helpful step is to avoid discussions and or consuming current events at the end of the day. If you want to have a discussion about what's happening, or perhaps even more importantly, if you want to listen to an opposing view, do it early in the day while your self-control reserves are higher. As events keep occurring and circumstances keep changing, it's also helpful to take stock of your own personal changes. Do you need to change something right now in response to the changes occurring around you? Maybe. Maybe not. If you do, don't try to make big changes all at once. Take small steps toward the change and monitor both your emotional state as well as your rationale. Are you overthinking and making up stories, both of which make everything appear worse than reality? Are you running on anger or excitement without listening to your rational side? Are you trying to plan out every step you need to take over the next two months in order to successfully make whatever changes you're attempting? That can't work right now because none of us has any idea what might occur over the next two months. So, baby steps. What can you do today to start working toward the change you're aiming for? Then, do it again tomorrow. We can't predict what will happen, but we can manage our emotions, take care of ourselves, and create healthy habits to support us through whatever is coming our way. 
we can also spend some time considering what we want our normal to look like. I encourage you to reframe your language the next time you say, I just want things to return to normal. That ship has pretty much sailed, as they say. Instead, change it to, what do I want normal to be for me now? Then you can start making changes to reach that normal, your typical state or condition within the context of whatever changes or challenges you may be facing. Keeping ourselves in a relaxed state is more critical than ever for both keeping our immune system strong and to manage our emotions as world events continue to unfold. Let's close with a couple of calming moments. Sit straight with feet flat on the floor. Close your eyes, or if you prefer, soften your gaze. Relax your entire body from the top of your head all the way down to your toes. Take in a deep cleansing breath through the nose and sigh with relief on the out breath. Now return to breathing normally. Give yourself permission to relax and be still. Focus your attention on calm. In this moment, all is well. Your world is calm. There is only now. Appreciate the stillness of now. Spend a little time simply sitting in a state of complete relaxation, enjoying the seconds of calmness as they pass. If thoughts pop into your head, simply observe them and let them go. This is a moment of complete calm for you. Breathing in calmness and breathing out calmness. Slowly return your attention to your surroundings. Wiggle your fingers. Stretch your body. Feel gratitude for the wonderful benefits you just received through meditation. These benefits will stay with you throughout your day. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it, even during challenging times. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Be sure to join us next week as we discuss psychological flexibility with Dr. Jill Stoddard, founder and director of the Center for Stress and Anxiety Management. To watch any of our past interviews from the podcast, visit our website at worktoliveproductions.com. You can now find guided meditations on our YouTube channel. 
Our newest is a 14-minute relaxation response meditation that helps your entire body relax. Visit our website and click on the YouTube button at the top of the homepage to access. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Please rate this podcast so that others can find us. And follow us on social media at Work to Live. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Meteorite Productions. Meditation music, Kiss the Sky by Akash Gandhi. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you.